Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We are picking back up, as you all know, with New Morning Mercies. And before we jump in, I do want to ask, if you all have a few seconds, would you mind leaving us a rating on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both, depending on where you listen? Or if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It really does help our channel and also helps more people find us. And Mm -hmm. just to give a quick little shout out to you all, you've helped this podcast like week after week being the top 150 in religion and spirituality podcast in the nation. And so I just want to give a shout out and say thank Mm -hmm. you for that. But if you get a chance, leave us a review or subscribe and that would help a lot. Definitely mean a ton to us. So Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. The devotional says this. You once desired it, but now you're persuaded that you need it. Once you've named it a need, it has you. It may be the sloppiest, most all-inclusive word used in the human language need. I need to hear this. (laughs) Sorry. We put far too many things in our need category. That's why Jesus reminds us that we have a heavenly father who knows exactly what we need. See Matthew 6. Embedded in that reminder are both a comfort and a confrontation. The comfort is that there is one who once created and now controls everything that is and who has unleashed his awesome power So that you and I may receive from his hand every good thing that we need to be what we were designed to be and do what we have been called to do. No need has been unmet by his gracious hands. But this statement also carries with it a humbling rebuke. We need a heavenly father who knows what we need because we don't. We get want and need confused all the time. Here's how need-driven addiction, a.k.a. spiritual slavery, develops. It all starts with desire. Insert, I want this. There is nothing evil about desire. God created us with the capacity to desire. Everything we say and do is the product of desire. Yet it is very hard for sinners to hold desire with an open hand. It doesn't take long for our desires to morph into demands. Mm. I must. The thing that was once a desire is now taking hold of us. We're less willing to live without it. We're more and more convinced that we have to have it. Then demand morphs into need. I will. Now, with great resolve and surety, we are convinced that we cannot live without it. This thing that was once an open-handed desire has been christened to a need. We're now fully convinced that it would be impossible to live without it. It is now in control of our hearts. We think about it all the time. We are fearful when we're without it. We plot how to keep it in our lives. But the cycle of slavery doesn't end there. Need forms expectation as to what God ought to do. You should dot 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 you see if you're convinced it's a need you will think you are entitled to it you will be convinced that you have the right to demand it and you will judge god's love by his willingness to deliver it expectation then leads to disappointment if god doesn't deliver you didn't dot 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 we can't believe that god would say that he loves us yet not meet this need The fact is, 
God has been faithful to all that he's promised us. But this desire that morphed into a need is not something he's promised to give us. So disappointment leads us to some kind of anger. Because you didn't, I will. Because we now judge God as unfaithful. We quit trusting him as we should. And we let go of our good habits of faith. Isn't it good to know that Jesus came to free us from our idolatry? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Does anyone else feel like this is just written for them? Am I the only one? The show of <laughs> hands. It's, do you not? Gosh, maybe I'm the only one who feels like. Like, you ever seen those rides at amusement parks where you basically, first off, I don't know why someone would do that, right? But <laughs> you kind of, people sit in this like circle thing and then the machine draws you straight up and then it drops you straight down. Then yeah, you go I used up to and, love those. Yeah, I'm. this is, <laughs> the devotional did that to me. Like it kind of lured me yeah. up and like, oh, this is, wow, what a great, <gasps> you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not trying to make light of it. I don't even know what else to say right now because... I am that person who I say things like, oh, I just have to, or, oh, I, I just need to do this. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. oh, but once I do that, then I can, you know, and I just, I really have such an inappropriate relationship with expectations, with feeling like God is not providing and, he, and he's being unfaithful because he's not keeping promises that he never made to me, yeah. you know, and I, I can just feel it. And so I guess my little thing f- my little encouragement for you all today is if you're struggling with that, let's break that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take some time and let's look into God's word and let's make sure that we're looking to him as our heavenly father who knows what's best for us mm-hmm. in the span of eternity. Yeah. Okay. Cause I know a lot of us, like there's, there, there can be really big hardships regarding mental health, regarding physical sickness, regarding accidents that happen, disease in the world, all this stuff. And I'm not saying that there aren't bad things that are happening to us mm-hmm. as people. What I am saying is, is that I know that my actions typically are showing that that I think I know best, especially in the purview of eternity. And I get really upset with God so much so that it affects my prayer life that I'm afraid to pray because I'm afraid to be let down because I think I'm owed certain things. I know that we all, we've all felt that way. I felt that way about marriage. I thought I was entitled to it. Where it's like, God, where's my spouse, right? And I idolized it to where if I didn't have a spouse, I now was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And we do that with so many things, getting to the right college, getting the right salary, mm-hmm. taking this vacation this summer, children, w- children whatever yeah. it may be. We all have things in our life that we have graduated from wants to needs. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have desires, but that we cannot elevate them into an right. unhealthy per an un- unhealthy place right. that will then lead to what Paul David Tripp was mentioning into a place of unhealthy expectation yeah. of God, which then leads to us feeling that He's being uh, unloyal and He's unfaithful to us. He's withholding from us. Yeah. And then it creates this divide between us and God. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I am. I could listen to this devotional. I probably will yeah. need to listen to it a few more times over. But it's I really, really do need to check that relationship of having a desire versus mm-hmm. having a need. Yeah. And when the Bible says that God withholds no good thing from you, we need to meditate on that. Mm-hmm. Like if God withholds no good thing, 
then that means he's not withholding from us. It depends and so, on our definition of good too. Right. <laughs> True. Um, but what if we placed on God? You know, I think it's a great time for us to like take that inventory of like, what do we keep saying that we need in our life? Or once we have this, then things will slow yeah. down. Once we have this, I'll have peace. Once I have this, then I won't struggle with this. And it's like, no, no. Once we have Jesus, that's what we need. We yeah. need Jesus. We need his word. We need his truth. We need the fruits of the spirit to take hold of our lives and have that conviction, right? I think this devotional right here is so convicting because it's so easy to do this. Like it is so easy to go from, oh, like I desire this kind of life. But if that doesn't happen, I'm content because I have Jesus and Jesus is enough for me. And I think that that is a huge question that we love to ask all the time. Like genuinely ask yourself this today. If God never answered another one of your prayers, not one more till you meet him face to face, is what Jesus did on the cross for you enough? Wow. Is it enough? Yeah. And, you know, just a quick little anecdote before we pray on out is I, I think about Micah. Mm -hmm. I think about how he has things in his life that he thinks he needs so bad. <laughs> Otherwise, his life is ending. Yeah. Like he loves our remote control for our TV. <laughs> he does. He, he's so obsessed with it. Yeah. And if we take it away from him. And he knows the difference between our remote and his play remote that we got him because he loves our remote. Yes. Yeah. And he thinks his whole world is ending. Why? Yeah. Because he thinks he knows what's best for him. Yeah. And we think we know what's best for us. It's made things so much more clear to me. Maybe that's why this devotional seems so revelatory to me. Yeah. Because now that I can see my son mm -hmm. deeply desire things that probably aren't good for him. Like when yeah. he wants to crawl and fall off the couch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but just to grab something that fell off and he's uh -huh. risking hurting himself to get right. it. I'm like, no, no, you don't need that. Yeah. Right. But he's like, but I do. And yeah. I do that as God. God's son, you know? And so, yeah, I thought this was a really tremendous one and I, I, I want to dive deeper on it. Yeah. Very good. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear heavenly father, Lord, we thank you that we can come to you. We thank you that you know everything that we need, that you actually know what we need so much better than we do. Father, would you help us recognize the desires in our hearts that we have elevated to wants and elevated again to needs and how they've impacted our relationship with you, Father. We apologize for placing expectations on you that were never meant to be, Father. We apologize. We ask for your forgiveness, Father. We pray that you would give us eyes to see all the ways you have met every single need that we have with your gracious hand. We thank you for the conviction of this devotional today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing into the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Hasta luego.